Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Thursday. I'm Jason Cundy and welcome to another edition of the TalkSport Daily podcast. In today's poddy, we've got the build-up to the big fight this weekend as Joshua takes on Pulev. There's actually some support for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Yes, support, believe it or not. Plus, we've got one of the stars from The Voice as well. It's Ole Mers. But we start with a sensational rant from Adrian Durham on Drive with Goffey and why Liverpool are the luckiest team around. They are the luckiest. Luckiest team, club, whatever you want to call it, ever in the history of football, ever. <laughs> it's unbelievable. What a ridiculous name. I'm going to give you two current examples, you honestly. You mad, he's lost a plot. I can hear people saying, well, we've got a few injuries. That's, that's part of it, so bear with me on this, right? With Van Dijk, they lose 7-2. He gets injured, and all of a sudden, they're brilliant. They bring in a rookie keeper. Now, most rookie keepers thrown into the Premier League, okay, unexpectedly, might make one or two mistakes. This one, this guy, Kelleher, he's never going to make a mistake ever again. How lucky is that? Which other club would have that? It's good scouting. With a goal, it's incredible. And then this goal after 50-odd seconds. Salah through the legs of the keeper. And Liverpool ahead after 56 seconds. What a start. It is so lucky. It's so Liverpool. I don't, listen, I don't begrudge them anything. It is what it is. It, it, it just happens. What I'd really love is just once in a while, Liverpool fans would say, you know what, we, we do have a lot of luck. But let's crack on with it. That, that, and that's how I feel about it. You just, you just take your luck when it comes along. Look at me working here. How lucky am I? <laughs> Look at me being your best mate. How lucky am I? <laughs> Look at the production. Well, something's not always luck. But, you know, it, it, I, I just think it's one of those things. It, it's just, yes, we all get a little bit of luck now and then. But Liverpool get a lot of luck. And there will be more on Liverpool coming up in the pod. Now, eight former rugby union players, including 2003 World Cup winner Steve Thompson, claim the sport has left them with permanent brain damage and are in the process of starting a claim against the game's authorities for negligence. Lewis Moody and Phil Vickery, two former teammates of Thompson, said we need to be honest about the impact rugby has had on players. I loved sport. I loved watching football, cricket. Anything you could have a go at, I would have a go at. I wasn't very good at most things, but I found I was good at rugby because I was a big old wobbler. You know, I was a big old boy. 
and there was a place for me there and I fell in love with the sport I'd advise any parents in rugby and, and certainly my experiences now the way coaches deal particularly with the younger kids are just truly uh, fantastic now uh, that's me if you ask my wife does she want my son to play rugby the answer is absolutely 100% no because she's seen what it's done to me but that's mums and their boys so uh, you know there's a balance I just want us. What I'd love is just for us to be honest yeah. and be honest about the real impacts of it. It's not going to go away. Let's deal with it in the right way. In the, and you know, we talk about the values of my sport: honesty, integrity. Well, let's let, let's have some honesty, and some of that's going to hurt, and that's not going to be some nice conversations. But let's have them. Let's get sorted out. And let's lead the way. Are you concerned? Are you concerned about your own health? Um, I'll be careful what I say now. Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah. And at last, those supporters are able to get to their feet. Lewis Moody. I was a product of my environment. The norm was that if you got concussed, you carried on. You know, if you were down on the floor, you carried on because, you know, you were letting your team down. And it wasn't that, you know, there was there was protocols in place at the time, even then, saying that, you know, I remember in the in maybe the late 90s, early 2000s, that said, you know, if you got concussion, you should have a two to four week period out of the game. But, you know, that, that was often, you know, if the player, let's say me, for instance, could convince the uh, the right people that actually I was fine and I could carry on, then, you know, it would... I would often be allowed to, and, and that would be because I wanted to. I didn't want, you know, concussion to me was was not a major issue. It was just something I could I could get on with. As the dust settled on Manchester United's exit from the Champions League, a number of Talksport pundits gave their thoughts on Paul Pogba and what's going wrong for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. This is the take of the Suns' Neil Custis, former Chelsea striker Tony Cascarino, celebrity United fan Oli Mers. Hold on, isn't he isn't he from Essex? And treble winner, Wes Brown. Their intensity was a lot better than ours. Mm, you look hungry. And, that, and, that, and that's a problem, yeah. They seem like they wanted it a bit more. And he's chipped it over the top of David De Gea. And a Harry Maguire mistake may just have guaranteed that Manchester United are going out of the Champions League. I think it's time David De Gea took a step back and Dean Henderson came in because he was totally at fault. I listened to your commentary there saying it was Harry Maguire had a mistake. It wasn't. De Gea should have been out. He's left the ball for De Gea. He should have been out to get that ball. He stays on his line too much. And then when the chance comes to Clive, he turns his back on him. That I mean, that's just poor. That's unforgivable. Skulls call it bottle job. De Gea probably could throw himself at it a bit more. But yeah, I mean, at that point, we're just going for it. So there is going to be incidents where they're going to get opportunities. But everyone can be a bit braver in that situation. You look at the wing-backs of Manchester United. If you want to go just traditionally full-backs and wing-backs, they're playing poorly. The first two goals were full-back areas, yep. or wing-back areas that they conceded Manchester United. And that's where Oli's problem is. It's because his wing-backs or full-backs, Wan-Bazaka's not playing as well as he did. Out to Angelino, and he's finding himself in too much space, let's say. Wan-Bazaka tucked in. It's allowing him to get it out of his feet and whip decent crosses in. Tellus is not playing particularly well. Sure, of left over three hasn't played particularly well. Chelsea's fullbacks have been extraordinary this year. Chilwell yeah. and James, it's making a massive difference to your team. And I think there lies the problem for Man United, is the wide areas that are getting exploited regularly in the first half. Whether he goes with a four 
or whether he wants to play with wing-backs and player three. Towards the far side, towards Angelino, and Angelino scores the first goal of the game. The players have to take responsibility for that, for not being alert to the dangers, for not doing their individual jobs, and, and that's where the game was lost. That individual mistake and the being asleep at the start, that I do not blame Ali Solskjaer for. It's just been indifferent. Our, our consistency is not there. I don't. I mean, sorry. I, I'm I'm so like hot headed right now. I need to talk about it. Last night, defensively, was shocking. I'd expect that sort of defending uh, at the level that I play at, semi professional level. Hits it right footed towards the near oh. corner. What a terrific free kick that is from Paul Pogba. Pick that one out. Is it time for him to go? Do you think? I always think there's been really big players at Man United and then if it's not worked out, you know, they, they move on. We all know Paul is a class player, but if it's not working out, then, you know, it's not working out. Players of PSG and Istanbul, Basak Shashir, walked off the pitch on Tuesday night for an incident involving the fourth official, deemed by members of playing and coaching staff to be racist. The game resumed, and with the French side winning 5-1, with a new team of match officials in place. Anti-racism campaigner Shaka Hislop, Carlton Cole and Trevor Sinclair said the term may not have been intentionally offensive, but it's important that people receive education on sensitive language. The fact that they had a debate on the side of the pitch is important because they talked about what went on. For me, the term which was used, I don't find as a derogative term but I think it shows how very sensitive race is at the moment especially after the summer with Black Lives Matters it's really pleasing that both sets of players went off because it shows solidarity and it also shows that players who are so powerful are ready to lead the way and I feel that's almost like saying to UEFA and FIFA if you're not going to do it we're going to take the matter into our own hands and we're going to do it ourselves Clubs, FAs, confederations and and in this instance it's, it's UEFA and FIFA have to take a responsibility to better educate those who are under their charge around racial sensitivity, around the the uses of language. Using last night as an example, you have a French club, a Turkish club, and a Romanian officiating group. That there is, is, is prime for misunderstanding if we don't have this kind of sensitivity training. I think it's a lot to do with education. All of us as a, a in this human society, we need to know what's racist and what's not and what's offensive and what's not and I don't think we're getting that at the moment and there's just a grey area where people need to understand where they're going with their language because it's a it's a language thing and I think that is a language barrier as well um, the way he said it I don't and I, I, I wouldn't understand what he said but someone understanding from where he's from instead um, black guy in Romanian might take offence to it over to my show now, yeah, the Jason Cundy Sports Bar with Perry Groves. And this is the reaction to last night's Champions League with Liverpool and Manchester City in action. Liverpool will win the group with 13 points. They're going to end up two points clear of Atalanta. Michelin won, Liverpool won in this one. We could have had even more points. We lost completely, deserved at Villa. The point at City was okay, but... Brighton and Everton, performance-wise, situation-wise, we could have, should have, I don't know, won. So, point must be could have, could have more. But that's the pace and the direct effort there from Salah getting in behind. His numbers are better than the player he is. 
that's that, a that makes sense. No. And it, that, that is a it, it sounds like the hardest it. thing to do in football? Well, you know, people say it's to score. Well, a lot of people say it is to score a goal. It is. You know, well, well, who goes for the most money? Yeah, centre forwards. Yeah, why are Arsenal they, struggling at the moment? Well, that's because they, they they win you matches. But well, there you go. Mane is a better footballer for me than Salah. I think if Mo Salah was out for a four or five month period, you'd miss him more. I don't know whether that's true. Firmino I, or, or I Mane. I, I, I don't know whether that's you true. You ain't going to get goals no, from anybody I, else on I, his level. But I think if you had to say to me now, one player's going to miss the game against Chelsea. Oh, well, I would say I'd rather have Mane on the bench than Salah. Over to Brecky now, and here's Ali McCoyce, Carlton Cole, and Laura Woods with the legendary Trigger Happy TV presenter, Dom Jolly. Hello! What? Yeah, it's a Nokia 3310! Yeah, I know! It's very cool! Is that Ali McCoy? It is. <laughs> Ali, you don't know this, but my first date with my then future wife, we ended up in the same bar together. It was just you, me, and her. You were sitting in the corner. What? So, <laughs> what? 1999. What was he doing sitting in the corner? <laughs> is that what he was doing? 1999. You were sitting on your own in a bar in the Hilton. <laughs> right. But I thought, I'm not going to bother because yes. I need to marry this woman. <laughs> <laughs> That is brilliant. Was I just... I thought I'd hello at you then. That's, that's hilarious, mate. Was I just sitting yeah. there... You, you were weeping. I don't know what it was. There was something going on. Ra- Rangers just lost. <laughs> it sounds like you prioritised the right meeting, actually, there. Brilliant. Now that she's your wife. It was four in the morning as well. It was weird. <laughs> what are you doing, Ali? Spurs boss Jose Mourinho has been speaking to the media ahead of tonight's game with Antwerp in the Europa League. He told TalkSports James Savundra why teams like Manchester United, who finished third in the group stage of the Champions League, don't deserve a place in Europe's secondary competition. And you know what? I agree with him. If it happened to to my team, I would feel exactly I would feel exactly the same. It is the way it is. And uh, honestly, uh, brings more quality to the competition. We cannot forget that. Uh, when you have eight new teams in the competition and eight teams that belong to another level and they drop to the Europa League, of course, the level of the competition is going to improve, no doubts. And when the quality improves, the attention improves. Is a good thing for the competition. Now, Manchester United have won the lot. Jose Mourinho has been taken out by one of the coaching staff as they embrace on the floor. But by the sports point of view is where I think is is not fair that a team that doesn't succeed in one competition drops to another. In football, when for, for some reason we don't succeed, unlucky next season. But it is the way it is and it's not a problem for me. Over the Talk Sports Fight Night presenter Gareth A. Davis with Adi Oladipo looking ahead to Anthony Joshua taking on Kubrat Pulev this weekend for the heavyweight title. They won't be overlooking Pulev. Mm. We did see a different Anthony Joshua, as you say, against Andy Ruiz. And Anthony Joshua, who held his metal, held his feet, used his height and reach advantages and proved against 
a really, really tubby Andy Ruiz that that's the way you should have fought him the first time, taking him seriously and taking the sting out of the guy's tail by out-jabbing him and using his physical advantages. Andy Ruiz has shown that if you get inside with Anthony Joshua and throw with him and you can get the left hook away, he, uh, you're dangerous. So he's going to be very cautious in that respect. And I think it will be a very cagey, phony war for the first couple of rounds. But Anthony Joshua can't afford, Eddie, to get in a jabbing match of Pulev for more than four or five rounds. Agreed. Because he's got to impose himself. Um, it doesn't matter if he wins on points, by the way, because he just needs a win. doesn't matter how he wins, but he's got to be careful not to take this fight to the wire. I said the nation army couldn't hold me back They're gonna rip it off Taking their time right behind my back You just mentioned Lawrence Okodi there. Have you seen AJ as well? If so, is he a bit bulkier? Again, uh, we, we were both shocked about how small we looked in Saudi Arabia. Is he now back to kind of big AJ, sort of 17 and a half stone plus maybe? I know I, I sat with AJ in a recording studio about seven or eight days ago for DAZN and did a program called Off the Cuff with him. He looked fresh, my brother. He looked shaven. <laughs> and I said to him, he looks fresh. He looks fresh. He looks lean. He looks light. I think he'll be light on his toes. It's a very big ring. He'll be in and out. I think we, we can expect a fast, lean, explosive AJ, not the heavy AJ. <laughs> And of course, we finish as you would expect with the legendary kids TV puppets Hawksby and Rushton with Sooty and Sweep. Or is that just the other way around? Sweet, uh, sweet. Uh, can you tell us? Um, I've often wondered this. What, what football team do you support? Is there a team? I mean, I know you might alienate the other boys and girls, but is there a team that you follow? <laughs> oh, okay. quite a long Fair team. Enough. What's that? Like, Panathinaikos. <laughs> <laughs> Borussia Mönchengladbach. <laughs> okay. He's looking forward to the game tonight. He's hoping they carve up the match with uh, Real Madrid. I think what Sweep said there, my, my basic knowledge of Sweep, is that he loves all football teams. He doesn't right. really support... He, he loves the game. He supports England and he... Well, and Britain. That, yeah, well, that that is that is very true. Sweep, um... <laughs> sweep, sweep. Uh, Solskjaer out. Not sitting on the fence well, there. No, I think he's, he makes the point, and it is a bit more complicated than that. And there, there will be people that issue in the boardroom, isn't it? Issue, just, yeah. it you've got to look upstairs. I, as, I definitely as, got as, Ed Woodward there. Yeah, in the, uh, oh, yeah I, I think you know, you know the language better than yeah. I do. And just to let you know what's coming up later on today. 5.55, Dundalk take on Arsenal. That's in the Europa League. That's on TalkSport 2. Commentary from Alex Crook and Matt Holland. That's it. I'm back on the Sports Bar on TalkSport from 10pm with Adam Cattrall taking your calls after the Europa League games. There'll be another one of these TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. Until then, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.
The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.